Hello, everyone. This is Z. Welcome back to part three. Uh, we're going through the book of Jonah and I divided it up into three different uh, segments. And so if you're joining me for the very first time, you might want to go back and watch segment one, which was called um, I think I called it running away from God. Um, and then segment two, I think I called that repentance, sort of. So you may want to listen to those two. Now, the third part of this, let me see, what did I decide to call here? The third part I decided to call, I'm looking because I wrote it down somewhere, angry with God. That's what this is about, being angry with God. So just as a quick backdrop for those who may just be joining, uh, my name is Z. This is Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Um, if you're listening, uh, I encourage you to join my YouTube channel and subscribe, hit the notification button, all that good stuff. The backdrop to the story is um, there was a man, I believe he was a prophet. His name is Jonah. Um, and God basically told him to go to Nineveh and warn them to repent or otherwise I'm going to destroy them. Now, that's just me paraphrasing totally. Right. <clears throat> Jonah did not want to do that. So instead of going about 500 miles and going to Nineveh, Jonah decided to go about, I don't know, roughly 2,500 miles or so to Tarsus or Tar uh, what is it called? Um, uh, Tarsus. I think that's how you say it. And uh, that's not what God told him to do. So he ended up getting thrown over the board and in the belly of a fish for like three days. And um, he repented, sort of, which we talked about that yesterday. Um, and God heard him and uh, God had the fish spit him up. And uh, so then he finally goes to Nineveh. He's walking through the city and he's proclaiming the message that God told him to say, which is, uh, and I'll read that again now. Excuse me. There's just a little something in my throat if you hear me coughing. Um, so he went to the city of Nineveh and in chapter three, um, in verse four, uh, on the first day, Jonah started into the city. He proclaimed, you know, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. Um, and then it goes on to talk about how the Ninevites believe God and to Jonah's surprise. So follow me. Um, the Ninevites, um, began to fast and, and repent. And they're like, oh, my goodness, we don't want to be destroyed. And and uh, so now we're going to pick it up from that part, because this whole premise is called being angry with God. And I really believe that this message is going to resonate with a lot of people because it certainly gives me chills and resonates with me because I've been at those moments where I'm so angry with God <clears throat> about what he did or didn't do or allowed or didn't allow um, that there's been times in my life it's just been hard to even pray to him. Um, so anyway, let's just pick it up. I, I think I'm talking a little bit too much and I want to read the passage. So we're now in Jonah chapter four. Okay. Uh, and I'm reading out of the NIV. So Jonah chapter four says, so, so this is after the, 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 the Ninevites, I hope I'm saying that right, repented and, 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 and God saw that they repented and God had compassion on them and did not keep that in mind, did not. Um, bring on them the destruction that they had threatened. So keep that in mind. And remember, Nineveh was the city that was known as a city full of blood, uh, full of lies, plunder, wealth, great power, arrogant. They tortured people. They had already taken over at some point some parts of Israel. Um, they just were not a friend to the Israelites. Let's put it like that. So you have Jonah, this prophet son there to basically proclaim to them, you better change or else. So they did, at least for that time. We can get into that later. So now we're picking it up in chapter four. <clears throat> but Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. So this is right after the, the, the Ninevites um, repented and uh, God decided he wasn't going to take them out, at least not in that moment. So it says, but Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He prayed to the Lord. 
oh, Lord, is this not what I said when I was sitting at home? (laughs) That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you were a gracious. uh, I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love. A God who relents from sending calamity. Now, oh, Lord, take away my life for it is better for me to die than to live. So I got to stop there for just a moment before I read further. Capture that what I just read. Jonah tells them, basically, you better change your ways or you're going to be wiped out. Wrath is coming. He did not expect them to repent. So in other words, these people are no good. You know, they're treacherous. They're full of lies. They're full of this. They're full of that. They don't even deserve the grace and mercy of God. He warns them they repent. God does not bring about the wrath that he was going to bring about. And Jonah is upset. Almost like, and and again, you know, this is from my perspective, how I read it, because I I look at the Bible in black and white, but it's almost like, how dare you not bring on them the punishment that they deserve when they don't even serve you a fraction of how I do. How dare you, God? You could have kept me at home for this. I didn't have to leave my house for this. Now, you may be thinking, man, the arrogance. How could he say that to God like that? You know, I think if we really were to sit back and be humble with ourselves and really reflect, let me just speak for me because I'll just speak for me. I think many of us can fall into those kind of categories. We're like, I didn't have to. Why did you even bring me all the way here to do this? Why did you bring me to this company to work with these people when you already know how they are? Like, what, what, why did you even do that, God? Why did you even have me move? Or why did you have me die? Why did you bring these people in my life if you knew that they were going to, you know, act this way and blah, 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 blah? Or if you knew they were going to take advantage of my kindness or my giving? If you knew they were going, <clears throat> excuse me, to betray me or steal from me or, or what have you, why did you even bother putting me in the situation, God? That's pretty much what he was saying. Now, I'm totally paraphrasing, but that's kind of how I read into it. And I just think the audacity of Jonah to say that, but then I also think, man, God probably looking at me and saying, you must have forgotten some of the things you've said. So anyway, let me just read that again, because I just can't believe Jonah's response. So, but Jonah was greatly displeased and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord. Oh, Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. So in other words, that's why I didn't want to obey you in the first place. Uh, He said, I knew that you were gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, oh, Lord, just just take away my life. It's better for me to die than to live. I can't you. You wasted my time. I've been in the belly of a fish for three days. I do what you tell me to do. Now, at least I think I'm going to see my enemies be destroyed. And you have the audacity to turn around and show. Oh, Jesus, to show them some grace. Anyway, let me keep reading verse four. But the Lord replied, have you any right to be angry? Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made um, himself a shelter, sat in the shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. So even after God didn't bring calamity, destruction on them. You, you just catch that story. Jonah went and 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 sat down outside of the city and just basically watched to see it. Basically, I guess is is hell and fire gonna start raining down on him. Like maybe God to change his mind again. So anyway, there he sat 
There he made himself a shelter, sat in his shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. He's just sitting and watching. Is the wrath of God about to come? Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give him shade for his head to ease his discomfort because it was hot as all get out. Just so you guys know, you guys think, you know, heat now. No, 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 no. Go all the way back to about 700 BC or so. And you see what some heat really is. But anyway, um, so then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give um, to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. Okay. But at dawn the next day, <laughs> I just can't even read it. This just, I don't know, something's wrong with me because I jump into the story and it just leaps in my spirit so much that I, it's hard for me to even read this. At dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. God gave Jonah something to provide comfort and to ease him during his angry phase or his moment of whatever. God let a vine grow up. You ever have God give you something and then turn around and it was taken away? And you're like, what, what the heck? Like, how you going to give me this business only to take it away? How you going to bless me with that job only for me to get laid off? How you going to provide for me a spouse or whatever for this person to leave me? How you going to give me a child to take it away? I mean, I can, I can just give 50 examples just right there. But anyway, let me just stay focused on this because I will drift and I will be talking for a whole hour and not even know I was doing it. And, and I know nobody wants to hear me for that long. Um, let me go back to this because this is just good stuff. I'm going to back it up. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give him shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind. <laughs> and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Gave him a vine, had this big old leaf grow, scorched it, took it away and made the sun so hot on Jonah. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. So Jonah is just really not having this day. But God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? Do you have a right to be anger, angry about the vine? Do you have a right to be uh, angry about that? You want to know Jonah's response? I do. <laughs> I'm sitting here cracking myself up because I'm in a room looking into a camera and almost like I'm talking to myself, but I know somebody's going to be listening, but this is just so good for me. This is what I love about the Bible. This to me is better than movies. I, I've probably in the past, um, I don't know, five years, maybe seen three movies. Like I'm really not, I don't know. I'm not a big TV person, but this to me is better than any movie that could ever be written to be quite honest with you. If you just get into the word anyway, I digress. Let me get back to reading what I was reading. 
God says, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do. He said, I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this vine. Though you did not tend to it or make it grow. I can just close this Bible up right now and just stop the podcast and really not record another single episode. And I think I've said enough just from that. That's how I feel in my spirit. The Lord said, you've been concerned about this vine. Though you did not tend to it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left. (laughs) Like they don't know what the heck they're doing. And so many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? And that's how the story ends. Just so you know, that was it. Now you may say, why are y'all teary eyed? What's the big deal about this? What a big deal for me. I really take the Bible to heart, you guys. And I think that's why maybe God lit a fire in me and told me to get my butt on a camera on a podcast and start talking because I sit and just entertain myself reading this, just cracking myself up, crying, repenting, being mad, being angry, laughing, being excited, being entertained. I I go through all these emotions when I'm reading stories in the Bible. And um, I just pray that someone out there gets encouraged by this. But this whole third section is called being angry with God. It's easy to look at the story and, 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 and pinpoint a blame on someone when it's not ourselves. So when I look at the story, it's easy for me to look at Jonah and be like, man, you got some nerve. Who are you to say that they're not good enough to be saved? I understand that they were enemies. Um, I understand that they have much more wealth and power than you do. I understand um, they're known for torturing people. And I understand they're known as a city of blood and blah, 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 blah. Um, But who are you, Jonah, to feel that they don't deserve salvation and grace that comes from God? Now, it's easy to look at that and say that when you're looking on that way. But then can I be like that with people that's hurt me? Or can I be like that with, you know, whether I'm at work or with or situations going on? Oh, my goodness. Don't even get me started. Situations going on in our country, in our world. I can't even comment on that. Um it's so easy to sit from a place of self-righteousness and condemn um, someone else um, because we feel or I feel they don't deserve it. And that's kind of the position Jonah was coming from. So this last part about being angry with God is I just want to know this one point And I promise you, I'm going to shut my mouth <laughs> and get off this, um, this, this camera, this podcast. I just think it's so interesting that God let a vine grow up and let this shade come over him and then turned around the next day and took it away. First, kind of, there's a part of me that kind of feels like, God, why was you playing with the man? Like, what was the point in doing that? That's kind of harsh. Like, how are you going to give him some, take it away? But I, I now get the point that God was making, at least for me. Biblical scholars, feel free to do all your commenting and tell me I may be off on something in my interpretation. I'm totally open to that, but I like to see how it relates to me. So what I see in this is, for me personally, I don't have a right to be angry really about anything that God gives or take away. 
I don't care whether it's a job, a house, relationship, whatever. It doesn't, it, it kind of doesn't matter because all of it belongs to him anyway. And that's what he's saying to Jonah. To me, what he's saying to Jonah is, uh, how you going to be mad about something that wasn't yours in the first place? I'm the one that gave it. I'm the one that, that produced it. I'm the one that grew it. And I grew it and I took it away. And then it relates to the city of Nineveh. How are you going to be mad that I'm showing them grace and I'm showing you grace? Did you not just disobey me as well? Is that not why you went to Tarsus or however you pronounce that city? Have you forgotten that you yourself have stains that you've been disobedient as you sit in your self-righteousness? So I have the ability. This is this is my interpretation of 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 of, of uh, God's reaction. I have the ability to give and to take away. I have the ability to grant forgiveness if I want to do that because I'm God. And if I want to be gracious and compassionate uh, on a group of people that you feel don't deserve it because of what they've done, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing salvation to everyone. So I just pray that something in this uh, resonates with you. And um, that if you've been struggling with being angry with God about what he has given or not given or, or taken away from you or what have you. And I really want to be sensitive because, um, whoo, as you guys know, I've been through some really, 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 really heavy things, especially even as I speak right now on this camera, my son is still in the hospital, still uh, preparing for his transplant. And uh, you guys know I lost my mom and there's just been so many things going on even outside of all of that. Um, but the one thing I try my best to continue to say to God when I talk to him, especially when I'm in the hospital with my son, which is often, is I say, you're still God. You're still my God. Though you slay me, yet I trust in you. You're still God. So if any of you are struggling with that anger with God, I just ask that you spend time in prayer before him, that you humble yourselves before him. I do think it's good to be, um, I'm just going to say this piece and I'll end this. I think it's very healthy to be open and honest with God about what you're feeling. I'm very, very open with God with what I feel. Like I, I said the other day in one of my podcast episodes, God, um, when I was praying for specifically one of my children who really at this point in life, let's just say you don't want anything to do with God. Um, but I, when I pray to God and I say, God, you have to find mercy inside of you to rescue him and save him. You're where mercy flows from. So you figure it out. You have to be the one to do it. I'm not God. You are. And that's kind of how I talk to him, but it's respectful. But my heart is like, I can't conjure up mercy. You figure it out. You love him. You figure it out. The mercy resides in you. So find it just like you found it for me. And so I think that there's something very healthy about having a relationship, uh, um, an openness and an honesty with God like that. Anyway, I pray that this helps you if you're struggling in any way, fashion or form with being angry with God to realize that God gave it to you. Whatever it is you feel he's taken away, it was his in the first place. He still loves you. He's still there. And as you can see, he still loved um, um uh, Jonah, you know, Jonah was having a hard day, wanted to die, fed up. Like, why did you bother me in the first place? But, you know, God still loved him. But I just think it's amazing how the story kind of came to a halt at that point that God gave a vine and took it away to make a point. But anyway, I love you all. Thank you again for listening to all three parts of the story of Jonah. I pray that it encouraged you. Please, please, please comment so that I know that this resonated and this made sense. And, and again, if there's anything I'm off by, let me know. Um, but I love you guys. Uh, once again, this is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast. 
podcast. And please remember to subscribe and hit that notification button. And please share these series with other people. Love you all. Bye-bye.